The Merry Beggars presents... All aboard! On the Night Train. Episode 15, Mr. George Pullman. The night train will leave Elko in three minutes. Three minutes until the night train departs. Will Mallard. Hoody Ackerman, what can I do for you? Make a brief stop in Winnemucca. Winnemucca? Yes, Winnemucca. I hear there is an excellent distillery there. Rudy. We are racing to Sacramento. My orders from Pullman were to bypass all tourist stops in favor of speed so we can win this race. We're in the lead, Mallard. There's only one set of tracks between here and Sacramento. Barring sabotage or a miracle, the Midnight Express can't pass us now as long as we maintain our lead. (coughs) But regardless... I have a telegram from Mr. Pullman himself. He ordered that we add a stop in Winnemucca. Stop in Winnemucca. GP. Why? It's only a hundred miles up ahead. What purpose do we have in Winnemucca? Mallard, what purpose do you have in questioning express orders from George Pullman? And anyway... As I mentioned, I hear there is a good distillery in Winnemucca, Nevada. We'd arrive in Winnemucca at four in the morning. Does Mr. Pullman expect us to waste precious time there so we can have a mid-morning visit to a distillery? Not at all. He will give us further instructions when we arrive at the station. Why didn't he telegram me? Because I am Mr. Pullman's investigator on board, not you. And your unorthodox way of running this train has gotten yourself a reputation. Pullman knows I will see that his orders are carried out. And I'm not to be trusted? You have not been the easiest collaborator, Mallard. All right, then. Will, ready to depart? Not yet, Sam. I need you to update our timetable with the station master. Send word that we'll be making a brief stop in Winnemucca. Winnemucca? I hear there's an excellent distillery there. George Pullman's orders, Sam. Here's the telegram. Mr. Ackerman just received it here in Elko. I see, sir. I'll do that immediately. I want to see my wife and children. Oh, yes, I do, do, buddy, buddy, yes, I do. Captain Walker, where in the world did you come from? When you come here, yeah, buddy, when you come here. Mm-hmm. Edith and Paul Mallet. Look at the little duckling sleeping so sweet and quiet. Mm. Not quite four o'clock in the morning by Paul's watch. I'll have nearly three hours of sleep. That'll be enough. That'll be enough. Lord, watch over the night train and all those on board. Bless and provide for Abby, Margaret, Leah, and Lillian. Help me to do my work well 
for your glory and bring me home safe to my family soon. Amen. the train whistle, Paul. We stopped. Why did we stop? You two should be asleep. Try to sleep a bit more. We're stopping again, Harold. We're not supposed to stop. It's, it's, my, my watch says it's four o'clock in the morning, but our next stop isn't until Sacramento, and that's more than 600 miles from Elko. Are we in Battle Mountain? There must have been another sabotage, Edith. Did we pass Battle Mountain? Did the telegram get through? Why are we stopped? Are there bison crossing the tracks again? Looks like more trouble of one kind or another. What's that sound? What's happening? I don't know. Is it a sabotage, Harold? Could be. We passed Battle Mountain. I don't know where we are. What was that? I, I think somebody's uncoupled the luggage car. What do you mean? Why would they uncouple the luggage car? Harold! Harold! Look! The train is leaving us behind! They're leaving behind the luggage car! They're leaving us? Daddy knows we're in here. He can't leave us behind. Easy there, Edith. Your dad wouldn't leave you behind. And look, they're connecting a new car to the night train. A new car? Why are they connecting a new car to the train? What's going on? This wasn't in the plan. It's going to delay us again. They're backing up towards us. They're going to crash into us. No, they're moving slow. I think they're going to reconnect us to the rest of the train. You're right, Harold, but what's this new car? We'll find out soon. I should go to the sleeper cars and check on the passengers. They'll be worried about the train stopping and starting and what's happening. I'm scared, Paul. Can we go and find Mama, Harold? I think that's a good idea, Edith. We have to solve this new mystery and what's happening now. Come on, you two. If you're going with me, you'd better get going now. I have to check on the passengers. Okay, Harold. Let me pull on my sweater, though. I'm still in my pajamas. Hurry, Edith. I am hurrying. Okay, ready. All right, let's go. Okay, now, be careful here. This is a new connector and it's a little different. Oh my, it is so cold. We're under attack, Edith. Pajamas don't matter. We're on a mission. Mama will help us figure it out. That's right, the three of us are detectives now. Oh. It's warmer here. That makes me feel a little better. What is this car? It looks like a sleeper, but it only has two doors and a big long hallway. I haven't seen a car like this on a Pullman train before. We're the only ones in here. Come on, let's go into our sleeper cars. We'll find out what this new car is soon enough. Quiet now. Some of the passengers might still be asleep. Another stop? What is the meaning of this? Can't even get one night of uninterrupted sleep in this godforsaken whale. Where is the Jonah? I'll throw him onto the rails myself if it gets us to Sacramento. Oh, and I see that the children have woken up, as well as everyone else on this godforsaken train. Harold? Harold? What on earth is happening? The train keeps bobbing back and forth. Oh, well, hello, Edith and Paul. You little ones must be frightened by all this hubbub. No, we're fine. Yeah. Because it certainly left me totally bewildered. I don't know what's happening, Mrs. Smith. 
I'm going to find out right now. I am coming with you, Porter. How on earth am I supposed to chronicle the glory of the American Railroad aboard this limping wreck of mallards? I'll come, too. I just need to find my slippers. I know they're in my room somewhere. Just let me put my coat on. Almost got Edith, my hands in the we can't go into Mama's room with Kate Smith here. Me, that would ruin yes, Mama's disguise. All the passengers still think Mama's yeah. Miss Diamond. Uh, there we go. Well, now, maybe she'll come out into the hall and... Wait for me! I'll be there in just a minute! As soon as I've got my slippers on! You poor motherless children! Little girl, you are practically blue with cold! Come here. Come, I'll take care of you. Uh, thank you? Out wandering the halls in your pajamas without a bathrobe at four o'clock in the morning! Dear me! Dear me! Hold still. I'll be right back. You just wait right here. We won't be able to see Mama, Edith. We will. And then we'll find out what's going on. Here. I have blankets for the both of you. Thank you. Wow. They're nice and warm. Thanks a lot. Wrap yourselves up tight and let's go to the lounge car. I'm sure Mr. Mallard will be happy to explain everything and maybe even serve us all some hot chocolate. Come, come. No need to look so pensive. Hold my hands. I don't want to. Off to the lounge car we go. George, George, will you listen to me? Look, Edith, there's Mrs. Crocker. Cover your face, Paul, with the blankets. Well, I'm certainly not. It's four o'clock in the morning, Maddie. Let me sleep. Well, then, I guess I'll go by myself. Close the door, Maddie. You're letting in a draft. I'm going. I'll tell you all about it after, Georgie. Oh, hello, Mrs. Smith. Are you going to the lounge, too? My husband and... Well, I myself at least will be there, too. I'm just going to throw my blue muslin on top of my pajama set. Very well. Then I'll see you shortly. Mrs. Parker didn't see us, Edith. I know. Shh. Come on, We have to hurry and get there ahead of her. Wow, everyone's in the lounge car. I thought some of them would still be sleeping. I guess we weren't the only ones who woke up to the whistle and the banging and moving around. Good morning, Professor. Good morning, Kate. Good morning, Miss Diamond. Good morning, Stoutwards. Good morning, Mr. Ackerman. Hi. Mrs. Crocker isn't here yet. Oh, but look, there's Mama. But she's talking to Rudy. We can't go up to her yet. Come here, Paul. Let's sit on the couch that faces the windows. We can curl up small in our blankets and nobody will notice us. That's a great place to Would spy. Would someone please explain why we're stopped here? Has there been an accident? Where are we? Good morning, Mrs. Smith. Welcome to Winnemucca, Nevada. Why are we in Winnemucca, Nevada? Uh, I, I don't know, sir. Did we have another accident? I don't think so. I didn't see anything wrong. But why are we stopped? Elko was supposed to be our last stop until Sacramento. The Midnight Express could pass us. We have to keep going. We're still in the lead, Professor. This is an adventure, my friends. A historical sensation. We will be the first luxury passenger train to cross from sea to shining sea. Webster Wagner can't steal that from us now. But Rudy, what about the sabotage plot in the newspaper? It's balderdash, Professor Topi. That bad press. Not worth talking about. Would you like a cup of hot chocolate? I'm sure Barney would be happy to get you some. I would. 
I've got a splitting headache. Happy to, happy to. Mrs. Crocker just walked in. Keep your head down, hide in the blankets. Oh, good morning, everyone. What an adventure this is. I feel like it's Christmas morning. Good morning, Maddie. Come, my friends, take a seat. Make yourselves at home. Something momentous is about to happen. I'm sure of it. Surprises aren't good for my health. They make me all jumpy inside, and I lose my appetite. Oh, waiter, could you bring in a cup of chocolate for me, too? How about some hot chocolate for everyone? I'll be right back with Coco. <laughs> Surprises are wonderful, Mrs. Smith. Do you think this is another sabotage? Probably. Webster Wagner is desperate. He's only got 12 hours left before we win. early morning. Rudy? Is something wrong? There was another accident, wasn't there? Not another accident? It's not another accident. It's actually a cause for celebration. <laughs> do you know what happened, Rudy? I do. <laughs> we will resume our journey momentarily. The night train stopped to welcome aboard a new passenger. <gasps> a new passenger? But all the roomettes are full. We stopped at four o'clock in the morning so some bloke from Nevada could get on the night train. Who is it? Hold on, just a few moments longer. You'll find out, just hold on. Mr. Ackerman, I insist that you tell us why we stopped in Winnemucca. If we are going to lose this race, I would like to know the reason. Calm, everyone, calm. Just a few moments you longer. You do not have the right to interrupt all of our sleep in order to simply pick up some bloke. Who is this person? Who just... Some bloke, <laughs> Is anything but a some bloke. Well, until you tell me otherwise, I will continue to refer to our new passenger as a bloke he from Nevada. Is George Pullman! George Pullman is joining us! Mr. Pullman, inventor of the rails, leader of industry, champion of progress. You are serious? Quite serious. Mr. Pullman is joining us. Oh, oh dear Lord. Do you mean George Pullman? The George who owns the train? Indeed he is. The man himself, the creator of the Pullman promise, is here. Pullman? Snake's alive! If Mr. Pullman finds us, Dad will lose his job. Under the couch, Edith! Under the couch! What about Mama? She might be in disguise, but Pullman will certainly recognize her. He banned her from the train, too. And she can't hide like we can. Look! Mama's trying to leave. I sure hope he doesn't see her. Miss Diamond, where are you going? Do stay. You can meet Mr. Pullman. Uh, Mama was going to get away, but Mrs. Crocker stopped her. I'm very tired, Maddie. I'd like to go to bed now. You can sleep later, dear. Sit beside me. Here. If Mr. Pullman finds out the whole Mallard family is on board, our detective team is ruined. And then we'll never stop the sabotage, and then the night train will be wrecked, and we'll probably be banned from Pullman trains for life, and we'll never be able to visit Mama's family in Virginia, and well... Eat it! Stop. Calm down. Okay. Hot chocolate, anyone? George Pullman is boarding the train, Barney. Oh, hold me down. Mr. Pullman himself? Why, I... I... Uh... Uh, welcome aboard, Mr. Pullman. I'd like a cup of hot chocolate, please. It's him! <gasps> Sam knows that we're stowaways, and he knew that Mr. Pullman was getting on the train. Why didn't he warn us? He didn't have time, I guess. Welcome! Welcome, Mr. Pullman! Mr. Pullman, are we being sabotaged? Are the newspapers right? Thank you, waiter. The hot chocolate is exquisite.
Everyone! Everyone! Have a cup of chocolate and sit down. Sit down! Let's chat for a while. Hot chocolate for you, and you, and, and you. Thank you, waiter. Be a good fellow now and get me another cup of hot chocolate to follow this one. And a stack of pancakes, if you don't mind. Oh, we, we aren't serving breakfast until 7 o'clock, sir. I am sure that you can make an exception for me. Isn't that so? I, uh, I'll ask. Thank you, my good man. Why, Mr. Pullman, Mr. Pullman, you're here in Nevada. But why and how and where are you sleeping? All the roomettes are full. Paul, why is he here? It can't be a good reason for Daddy. <laughs> I couldn't let you have all the fun without me, could I? As to where I'm sleeping, I have had my men attach my private car between the luggage car and the sleeper. That's what they were doing, adding his car to the train. How impressive. How on earth could you possibly do that? What a feat of ingenuity. I'm happy to explain, Professor. In each of these small western railroad towns, there are local rails and parallel tracks on which you can bring up the car you want to attach beside the train. Will Mallard and his crew simply uncoupled the luggage car in the last sleeper, drove the train forward 30 feet, and dragged my private car onto the main track in the newly created space. Couple it to the sleeper in the luggage car, and we're ready to go! A wonderful explanation, Mr. Pullman. I'll make sure to explain it clearly in my book. Look, Paul! Mama's getting away from Mrs. Crocker. She's trying to sneak out of the lounge car. I am glad the train is safe, Mrs. Crocker. I think I'll go back to bed now. Are you sure, Miss Diamond? Something like this doesn't happen every day. I do respect your desire to protect your sleep schedule, Mary. I'm not nearly good enough about that myself. <laughs> Mr. Pullman, it is a joy to hear a gentleman so eloquent as yourself speak. Thank you, Rudy. Thank you. Louise Mallard! That's you, Louise, isn't it? Where are you sneaking off to? Oh, no! Pullman recognizes Mama! What's he gonna do now? Snake's alive! Why didn't Sam warn Mama that Mr. Pullman was coming? Oh, that's Miss Mary Diamond, Mr. Pullman. Her disguise is ruined! What's... what's going to happen now? <laughs> oh, Mr. Pullman, I made the same mistake as you. Mary Diamond got on in Omaha. She's not from Chicago, actually. Louise Mallard. You didn't tell them who you were. In disguise. There's no need to be so ashamed of your husband, Mrs. Mallard. Though I can understand the sentiment behind it. I am not ashamed of my husband, Mr. Pullman. George, George, help me! I'm going to faint! You're actually... Louise Mallard? She's Louise! How could you attempt to deceive Mr. Pullman like that? Of all people, Mr. You, you Pullman... You lied to me, Louise! I knew it! I knew Mary Diamond was a fake! I knew you were Louise Mallard all along! Don't go into hysterics, dear! I don't begrudge Mary, I mean Louise, a little play-acting fun in the slightest. Very well. But if not shame, what prompted you to such a dangerous game of deceit, Mrs. Mallard? Afraid that word would get back to me after I clearly prohibited you from boarding the night train? I wished to support my husband without drawing attention to myself. You wish to act in direct contradiction to my orders, you mean? <laughs> well, this trip has been quite an education on the Mallard family. I am glad to see you had the sense to leave your children behind. When did you join the night train, Mrs. Mallard? 
I personally saw every passenger aboard the night train, and I don't remember seeing your face. Omaha, sir. I was able to catch a mail train and join in Omaha. Well, look at you. You have found a slippery way around my orders. No matter. All the accidents happened before Omaha, so I don't suppose your presence had anything to do with him. What a plucky wife you are. Mr. Mallard has his hands full, I'm sure. Now, come, sit beside me and have a hot cocoa. I'd rather go to bed, sir. Thank you. I am not accustomed to waking at four o'clock in the morning. None of us are. Yet, here we all are. Gathered round in the Pullman lounge car. A delicious rhyme, sir. I will see you all at breakfast in the dining car. Good night, Mr. Pullman. Good night, Mrs. Mallard. Good night, Mary. Her name isn't Mary anymore, Kate. It's Louise Mallard. I... It'll take me some time to get out of the habit. Look at that. She has the courage to defy me. Me! George Pullman! <laughs> Irish temperament, that. We can remove her at once, Mr. Pullman. I'm terribly sorry. I don't know how no, I could have... No matter. Don't worry about it, Rudy. It's amusing to have someone like her on board. Livens up the adventure, don't you think? Besides, this might be the Mallard's last train ride on a Pullman train. May as well save all the trouble for the end of the rails, don't you think? Oh, no, Edith. He's going to fire Daddy. Shh, Paul. Would you get me one of those fluffy green blankets, Porter, and build up the fire in the stove? Pullman cars should be warm and cozy at all times. Yeah, every car except Harold's car. The luggage car doesn't even have a stove in it. Excellent. Oh, what luxurious service we have here. Here's more hot chocolate, Mr. Pullman. Ah, thank you. Where are the pancakes? Uh, Miss Rosie said they'll be ready at 7 o'clock, sir. That's when breakfast is usually served. Three hours from now. Tell the cook I would like six pancakes immediately. I will let her know that you requested that. Now leaving Winnemucca for Sacramento. Here we go! Sacramento bound on our cozy and luxurious night train. We won't stop again till we reach sunny California. Cheers to that! How much time do we have left, Conductor? It's 424, Mr. Pullman. We have 300 miles to cover today before we reach Sacramento. Excellent! Excellent! My good passengers, I am grateful to you for your loyalty and faith on this journey. Unlike a certain ketchup saleswoman that I could name. Uh, Mrs. Hines, oh, ye of little faith. I wonder if she got home to Chicago yet. Unlike Mrs. Hines, you have all remained faithful to Pullman when we were besieged with mishaps and malignant news coverage. In turn, Pullman will remain faithful to you. They called us dangerous, dodgy, and disappointing. Don't remind me. It was terrible, Mr. Pullman. You wouldn't believe it. My husband, Whatever George... Whatever has happened up until now, I have come to set your heart at rest. These sabotage rumors I've been hearing about are baseless. Newspaper men trying to make an extra dollar with a sensational lie. Did you hear that, Edith? He doesn't know about the sabotages. Or he's lying to save his Pullman promise. Here, here, that's what I say. I am here to personally assure you and remind you of the Pullman promise. Safety, reliability, luxury. So, let's have hot chocolate and brandy from the Winnemucca Distillery. 
and toast to this brave new nation we are discovering and molding with this unstoppable iron road. Rudy, I believe we have loaded several boxes of Winnemucca's finest. Would you see to that? Absolutely, sir. Oh, yes. Cheers. Cheers. Uh, Mr. Pullman, please tell us, how did you beat us to Winnemucca, Nevada? I swear this night train is so remarkable, my publishers will think this is a novel, not a history. Oh, you flatter me, Professor Dopey Dodd. Do tell us, Mr. Pullman. Do tell. Settle down, my friends. It isn't such a magnificent feat. I've been planning this surprise for months. Months? I had my private car brought out here in October. It has a parlor, sleeper, and smoking room. All of the latest Pullman innovations. I will look forward to hosting you there during the last day of our journey into Sacramento. That's the new car we walked through. And the way back home to Chicago, too? How wonderful! But how? How did you get here before us? I had my bags packed and suit pressed last week. I left Chicago right after you did. And between dispatch trains heading west on different routes and stagecoaches, I cut the corners and pop! Here I am. Expertly done. Oh, Rudy, how you must have been laughing at us. You knew all along that this would happen. I... yes. Was it your idea, Rudy? This marvelous publicity stunt? I kept this secret close, my friends. Even Rudy didn't know until last night. I didn't want to risk the surprise. Rudolph is my head of advertising, and seeing as we are in the early hours of January 5th, today is his 20th anniversary with me. Happy anniversary, Rudolph. Happy anniversary? Thank you. Thank you. A momentous day. This will have an entire chapter in my book. Thank you for remembering, Mr. Pullman. Of course I remembered. You are a treasure to the Pullman Company. Now, might I have a word with you on Pullman business, privately? Oh, of course. Of course. They're coming this way. Pull your toes under the couch, Paul. Snake's alive. They're sitting down on our couch, right on top of us. Shh. Be quiet, Paul. Rudolph, Rudolph. Rudolph Benjamin Ackerman. Rudy, you have done excellent work branding Pullman sleepers. Thank you, Mr. Pullman. But if the Pullman promise is slandered in the course of this race across America, all your work, all your whole life's work, will be invalidated. We're winning, Mr. Pullman. We beat the Midnight Express to Ogden, and there's only one set of tracks from here to Sacramento, so there's no way they can pass yes, us. Yes, yes, I am fully aware. They can't pass us on the single tracks unless we experience another sabotage. But you said those rumors were baseless, that... I know what I said, to... Rudolph, thank you. And we both know that Pullman trains don't have accidents. Bridges don't collapse, and Iowa does not have avalanches. Unless you believe that Pullman trains experience an abnormal amount of accidents and failures. Do you believe that, Mr. Ackerman? No, Mr. Pullman. Good. I thought you wouldn't. The truth is, we are being sabotaged, and Wagner is sabotaging us. You know his motto, whatever it takes. He'll do whatever it takes to win. He stole my design for sleeper births, and Webster Wagner won't stop until he finds some way to destroy my reputation. It's the last thing he can take from me. So Pullman really does know it's sabotage. He just doesn't want the world to know about it. Now, Rudy, 
If we win the race and our Pullman promise is intact at the end of the rails, my reputation is intact, you will be handsomely rewarded. Oh, I Mr. Pullman. If, I... however, you don't find the person who leaked the sabotage rumors to the press and put an end to it once and for all, you had best look into your retirement options in California. Even if we do win against Wagner, if we crawl into Sacramento with a trail of failure and scandal behind us, it would have been better if we never entered the race across America to begin with. Pullman will be ruined. I, I'm doing my best, Mr. Pullman. I've been investigating and Find I... who leaked the sabotage rumors. Yes, sir. Excellent. Thank you, Rudy. I will speak to you at 8 o'clock. I expect to get updates on your progress every four hours. Yes, Mr. Pullman. Now, let's join the passengers, why don't we? Rudy, Rudy, Rudy! Oh, what a mess you've gotten yourself in now! I'll start with Louise Mallard. I bet she snitched to the press. If she lied about her disguise as Miss Diamond, else could she be lying about? I don't like the sound of that. Is he gone? I think so. Maybe we can sneak out without the passengers noticing us. We've got to find Mama and tell her Rudy is coming for her. Would you all go back to bed? Don't move, Edith. I've never heard Rosie so angry. Rosie, take a breath now. There are folks around here that don't get the luxury of an afternoon nap, and we like half a minute to think before getting orders and insults. This... This is George Pullman you're talking to, Missy. It's his train. You're talking to Rosie Johnson. I'm no Missy to you or anyone else. And it might be George Pullman's train, but it's my kitchen. And I'm not serving anybody pancakes at 4 o'clock in the morning. Who does he think he is? I can take care of this, Rudy. Everyone is on edge. Oh, yes, we are. And I don't need to cater to capricious whims like blueberry pancakes at 4 o'clock in the morning. Isn't luxury one of the three pillars of the Pullman promise? To have every whim catered to by an accommodating and well-paid staff? Isn't that right, ma'am? My name is Miss Johnson. Well, I don't want to cause a scene, Miss Johnson. If you can't make pancakes... Well, then we'll just have to tighten our belt buckles and get by. We're railroad men, after all. There will be pancakes in the dining car at 7, which is when breakfast is always served on Pullman trains. Well, that puts a damper on things. <laughs> now, everyone, shall we catch some shut-eye, then? This will be our last day of travel. We have California and the Sierra Nevada mountains up ahead. Wouldn't want to miss the beautiful mountain scenery once the sun comes up, would we? I'll go do some writing in my room until breakfast, I think. Yes. I work best in the dark. It's still so dark outside, there's really no point keeping the eyes open until the sun is up and we can see the scenery. Anyways, who wants to catch some open eye when they can catch some shut eye in an incredible Pullman sleeper, huh? Yes, Rudy. Porter, come with me. I'll need you to unpack my things and set up my bed in my private car. Yes, sir. I can do that. Is everyone gone yet? Has everybody left? I don't know. I can't... Come on, you two. I see you. Get out from under the couch here. I'll help you, Edith. Rosie, how did you know we... Where else would you two be but at the center of all the trouble? Come on. There we go. Rosie, you... I lost my temper with George Pullman himself. Yes. <laughs> Oh, Lord. <laughs> I should have spoken more calmly, I'm sure of that. I think you scared him, Rosie. Well, 
I can't say, but that might be a good thing for Mr. Pullman. I think so, too. So do I. Glad to hear it. <laughs> now, what are we going to do with you two? Pullman's had his private car added to the train, and right now there's no way for you to get back to the luggage car. Let's go to the kitchen. We need to get you out of sight, stowaways. Thank you, Rosie. Pullman destroyed Mama's disguise, Rosie. Now everyone knows that she's actually Mrs. Mallard, and he's really angry. He's going to fire Daddy when we get to Sacramento. Bonnie told me. Poor Bonnie. <laughs> he was the one to tell me about Pullman wanting pancakes, and of course it was right after I closed my finger in a cabinet. I wasn't in my best. This way, you two. Through the dining car and into the kitchen. Rosie, may I hold your hand? It's dark and quiet, and I don't like it. Edith, it's just the dining car. You've been in here plenty of times. Of course, honey. Be nice to your sister, Paul. Things look different in the early morning hours. Rosie, Sam knows that we're stowaways. Why didn't he warn us that Pullman was coming? I don't know. You'll have to ask Sam and let him speak for himself. Come sit beside me on this chest here, Edith. You too, Paul. Why did Mr. Pullman get on board? And at four o'clock in the morning, too. Yeah, and why is he so loud and bossy? <laughs> George Pullman is a very successful man, but he's still just a human being. He doesn't think too hard about what other people need. He just thinks about himself and his company. He doesn't seem very kind or understanding. Why is he here? I think he wants to be there when we pull into Sacramento. He loves to be the center of attention, the king of the sleepers. Hide, behind the chest. It's just me, Rosie. Mr. Pullman asked for a glass of water. <sighs> I thought for sure that was him. That man is about as welcome in my kitchen as an undertaker at a marriage breakfast. You have to calm down, Rosie. Are Edith and Paul here? Yep, we hid. Hi, Harold. I figured as much. You can come out now. Harold, we can't be detectives now, and Mama can't either. If George Pullman saw us, he would surely recognize us. He met us back in Chicago, so now we really have to stay hidden. But, but that means that there's nobody left to solve the mystery and protect the night train. Harold and I are on the train, too. Don't forget about us. Talk to us. Why are you two so sure that Wagner is behind these accidents? We found more clues. And we stopped his sabotage. Explain it. Quickly. I have to get back to Mr. Pullman. We went to Sam's office to look at the timetable. We found a passenger's telegram that said, Great Revere on Battle Mountain. Double lamb's tongue. And what does that mean? It was the same sort of railroad code that was in the other telegrams. Lamb's tongue means reward. The Great Revere is the name of a wreck, and Battle Mountain is a station on the map. I see. And what did you do with that telegram? We gave it to Dad. Good. If they sent the telegram, it would have meant that the dispatcher would send the wrong signals and the night train would have been wrecked. Dad came and found us and took the telegram so it couldn't be sent. And then Mama found another telegram under Kate Smith's seat that said Angola Horror or No Lamb's Tongue. Whatever it takes, W. W stands for Webster Wagner and... Whatever it takes is the Wagner motto. Exactly! exactly. So we need to find who the passenger is who's trying to sabotage the train. We can start by figuring out who owns the carpet bag. Who's that? Who could possibly still be up? I thought everybody had went back to bed. Oh, be careful, George. Don't be so clumsy. You're still half asleep. Yes, dear. 
That sounds like Maddie and George Crocker. What are they still doing up? Oh no! If they're up, we won't be able to get back to our beds now. We can't risk the Crockers seeing us. Now that Mrs. Crocker knows that Mama is on board, she'll figure out who we are. And Mr. Pullman is awake in his private car, and his car is between the luggage car and the sleepers. We can't risk sneaking past him. We'll have to stay here, in the kitchen, all night. I dare say I could put you two to good use. Just one moment, George. I'll be able to get you a cup of coffee. Just one moment. Don't fall asleep again. She's coming this way. She can't see us. Quick, hide, Paul. Go behind the chest, you two, quickly. Oh, Edith, move over. Shh. Yes, who is it? Hello, good morning. It's Mrs. Crocker. Hello, Mrs. Crocker. How may I help you? Ouch, Paul. Move your elbow. Shh. My husband would like a cup of strong coffee to wake him up. Yes, ma'am. Happy to. And make it strong. Very good, ma'am. She's gone. That was a close one, Rosie. You handled that well. We can't have our stowaways being discovered, can we? Now, we have some leftover coffee from dinner. That'll suit them just fine. Let me bring it out. Maybe if they're seated with their backs to us, we could sneak past them. But even then, we'll have to go through Pullman's private car. If we time it right, you might be able to sneak through when Pullman is having his breakfast in one of those rooms. For right now, please move aside and stay behind the door while I walk out, okay? Don't let the crocker see you. Hold the door, would you, Harold? Sure thing, Rosie. Now look here, George. I'm telling you, it wasn't Miss Diamond. It was Louise the entire time. George, put your bag on the table. Messing about with it. How could that be, dear? Louise was left behind in Chicago. Don't we have her room on the train? That's what I thought. But it... Oh, hello. Is this our coffee? Lovely. This will wake you up, George. He was falling asleep without it and couldn't even stay awake to listen to my story. You can set it down here on the table. Right here. Thank you. Paul, what are you doing? You can't open the door. Come on. It is just a crack. The crackers won't see us and maybe we can sneak past. Look. See? Rosie is blocking them from seeing us, and they're turned away towards the... Edith? Edith? What? Shh! Paul, what is it? Edith, it's the carpet bag! Harold, it's the carpet bag! The one with the telegram! What are you talking about, Paul? We left that in the luggage car. But now it's here! Look, George Crocker is holding the carpet bag! The one that had the sabotage telegram from Wagner in it! George Crocker? But what is he doing receiving telegrams from Webster Wagner? He... Well, he... Mr. Crocker? I don't know, Edith, but there he is. And there's the carpet bag. It looks like Mr. George Crocker is the one who's been trying to sabotage the train. But Mr. Crocker isn't one of our suspects. He owns the carpet bag. He must be the Wagner man. We've got to stop him now. But the other telegram was under Kate Smith's chair. And Dobie Dad is the one who sent the telegram. Oh, heavens. Why does everyone seem suspicious? It seems everyone's got secrets on this train. Ain't that the truth? Somehow we've got to solve this. But how, Paul? What can we do now that Pullman is on the train? If he finds out we're on the train, Dad will never work on the railroad again. I don't know, but we've got to figure this out. We've got less than 12 hours until Sacramento. And if Mr. Crocker, or Kate Smith, or Dopey Dad, or whoever it is, is going to stop this train, they'll have to do it soon. Snake's alive. We've got to save the train.